Hey everyone, so recently I decided to do a thing. After nearly three years and two and a half million downloads, I changed the name of the show from Journey to Manifesting to the Sarah Prout Podcast. Everything is still the same, just with a different name, so I hope you enjoy. This is episode two, seven signs the law of attraction is working for you. Welcome to your journey to manifesting. My name is Sarah Prout, best-selling author and creator of the Manifesting Academy. Each week, I'll bring you an inspirational message or share powerful conversations with thought leaders, game changers, and light workers. The intention here is to motivate you to create the life of your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now let the journey to manifesting begin. Hey everyone, it is so great to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I am really excited to talk about today's topic, which is based on a blog post that I wrote a couple of years ago on my blog, sarahprout.com, called Seven Signs That the Law of Attraction is Working for You. I've worked with thousands of people over the years, and the one thing that I find is the common thread that binds everybody, especially when they start to do this powerful spiritual work and playing with the energy of the universe, is that they start to get curious about what things mean specifically. So I get tagged all the time on Instagram and Facebook and even Twitter from people that experience things like seeing a hummingbird or finding a feather on their doorstep and then they ask me but Sarah what does it mean so today I'm going to run through seven things that I believe are your higher self your higher consciousness the universe God or whatever you feel comfortable in referring to this super conscious power as I want to explore with you what it means, what is the meaning that we attach to these things and how we can really use it to cultivate our intuitive faculties. But before I dive into those seven signs, I want to talk about the flip side of looking for those signs and then the meaning that we attach to them. I believe that the beauty of being a human being and on this spiritual path is that when we're cultivating conscious awareness, we get to attach the meaning to things that we find significant. But this can also have a negative effect, a negative flip side, that it's it's often not talked about, the fact that people are often very much in their head and not in their heart. And the thing to remember when you're cultivating your intuition and your levels of discernment and that it has to come from a pure feeling space, not from a place of desperation and looking for things that really aren't there. One example of this is the very first thing on the list of seven signs that the law of attraction is working for you. So I'm going to talk about this one first, and I'm sure that you've probably experienced this many times before. It's the signs of alignment, the number sequences such as 111, 111, or 333. You might look at the clock at that exact number, or you might look at your phone and take a screen cap and share it on social media. These are things that happen twice a day. Your sign of alignment happens twice a day. And because you've activated it in your reticular activating system, more often than not, your brain is going to read it and register it and see it as a sign of alignment. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these signs aren't important. What I am saying is that if you're training yourself to constantly look for this, then it kind of takes 
the specialness and the uniqueness out of the sacred dialogue that you're having with the universe. So I like to encourage my students that see these angelic number sequences such as 1111 and 111 and 333 to use it as a reminder that the universe is speaking to them, to remind them to pay attention to what's going on in that moment. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I see 111 and license plates with 111 on it all the time, but it's those times when I'm not looking for it and it just shows up that it really reminds me that we're part of a much bigger picture. So for instance, when Sean, my husband, uh, we met on Twitter, for those of you that don't know our story, he flew from Los Angeles to come and stay with me for 11 days. And I was living in a place called Noosa on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. It's this beautiful beachside town. It's tropical paradise. Uh, Richard Branson has an island there. There's palm trees and beautiful white sand and clear blue water. And I moved there to recalibrate my soul after I got divorced from being in a 10 year abusive marriage. But, um, Long story short, with Sean, when he came out for that 11 days, we fell in love on Twitter before we'd even met in person. And we started receiving these messages from our spirit guides or angels or whatever you feel comfortable referring to them as, higher consciousness, intuitive nudges. And we were told that our spirit guides would speak to us through the number 111. And we're like, oh, okay, well, that means whatever it means. Let's not get too heady about it. And the thing is, I've seen 1111 or 111 my entire life. My birthday is on the 1st of November. So if you're in America, that's 11-1. Or if you're in Australia, which is where I'm from, I grew up writing my birth date as 1-11. So it's... It's really what you become accustomed to, what you're looking for in your daily experience. So back in 2010, Sean flew out for that 11 days, and I was also just about to release a book, my first book, which was called The Power of Influence. And it was published by the second largest business publisher in the world, Wiley Publishing. And they're also, um, they produced the Four Dummies range, which is one of the best selling series of all time. And so this was in the day where books were still producing great results just before the book market crashed. And so they had in their budget enough money to fly me down to Melbourne with my partner and they were going to pay for our hotel stay. And sure enough, the hotel that they put us in, the very first hotel that Sean and I stayed in together was 111 Spring Street. And that was testimony to us completely, totally randomly that we were on the right track, that we were supposed to pay attention to showing up for this relationship, even though we were both incredibly scared and not ready for that type of commitment. So I did the speaking gig for Wiley. And when they flew me to Melbourne, we had to go for a two hour taxi ride out into the country to some fancy golf club. Sorry, I should call it country club because that's what it was. And I spoke to this entire room of wily corporate executives that were really interested in how to build 
The Power of Influence because the book was all about how to cultivate engagement and influence online. And back then it was only really Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And so it was a really new space. And so all these people were really curious how I manifested my boyfriend on Twitter. And here he was out for just 11 days to come on this blind date. And we were together in the middle of nowhere at this, this country club at this corporate event. And I remember feeling like such a faker, such a fraud, because here I was on the verge of releasing this best-selling book that I think it sold 5,000 copies, which makes it a bestseller in Australia. So that was really exciting. But the flip side of that was that here I was with this exciting new boyfriend that had flown over from LA and he didn't have a penny to his name. And I was living on welfare as a single mother looking after two children. And we were living on less than $10 a day some days because the money was just not there. It was incredibly scary. And so we had to put so much trust and faith in the universe. It was such an exciting time, even though I was so desperate to manifest abundance and to really get my life on solid ground again. And so after the speaking gig was all over, done and dusted, Sean and I went outside and we called a taxi because we were in the middle of nowhere and we knew that it was highly unlikely that a taxi would be there anytime soon. It would also be another two hours until we got back to the hotel, which was in the heart of Melbourne, which is in Australia. And we waited and we waited and then down this long winding road. And remember, this was the only building around for miles. We were just surrounded by trees. It was this beautiful nature experience. And if you've been to Australia, you know that it's such a beautiful place. The sound of the birds and the gum trees and the just the fresh environment and the clean air. It's so beautiful. Such a stark contrast to where I live in Las Vegas in the desert right now. But so we waited for this taxi and it came down this long winding road out of all of the taxis in Melbourne, in the state of Victoria. It was taxi number one, one, one. Sean and I just looked at each other and we laughed. And this was during the first 11 days that we ever spent together. The fact that we were so fortunate enough to be able to fly down to Melbourne on a weekend away and stay in this incredible hotel that was all expenses paid, you know, fully inclusive of the minibar. And we also got to experience going out to the countryside and then to have this incredible experience of manifesting the number 111, it was just another, yet another confirmation that we're on the right track and to pay attention. And I think it was our spirit guides really helping to support us on our journey. So I'd really love to encourage you to look at this particular sign of alignment, the angel numbers, the numbers that flow in a specific sequence that grab your attention as a reminder to pay attention to what's going on in the rest of your life as a beautiful, inspired sign of alignment. Then make sure you don't habituate and desensitize yourself to the experience because I know so many people that, you know, just see it and then share it without it actually having that inherent meaning that helps to build and strengthen your intuitive faculties. What you don't want to do is just become somebody who sees 1111 every day and shares it because it's boring. It doesn't cultivate that sense of excitement anymore. And sure enough, then you will start to detach from the energy that you're wanting to cultivate. This is a really important thing to remember. 
However, if it brings you joy, then do it. I'm not here to tell you what to do and what not to do. All I'm here to do is to guide you and to help strengthen you so that you get the greatest results on your manifesting journey. So that leads me to number two of seven signs that the law of attraction is working for you. And that is that your intuition is on fire. And the reason it's on fire is because you've obviously been paying attention to the things that you should be doing in order to manifest your desires, such as seeking joy and raising your vibration and doing things that you really love to do, things that make your heart sing. So when you do this and you're in that beautiful creative flow of alignment, you'll notice that your intuitive faculties are so sharpened. So for instance, you might think of a song and then turn on the radio and that song's playing. Has that ever happened to you? Or you might think of a friend that you haven't heard from in such a long time and then they'll contact you. They'll either send you a Facebook message or send you a text. I don't know how it happens, but I see this happen with my students over and over again. The more you're in that beautiful flow of alignment, the more your intuition can start to flourish and to blossom and to really help serve you on your journey to manifesting. What this really means is that you are increasing your frequency, your energetic wavelength or your vibration, and you're aligning with a bigger picture, a grander vision of all of the exciting things that you're in the process of creating and welcoming into your reality. Number three is a very personal spiritual experience. It's unique to everybody in various different ways. So whether you're more of a visual person or an, a person that responds well to audio or to scent or to touch. It really depends on how your intuitive faculties interpret the energy that's being presented to you. So number three is that when you're working with the power of the law of attraction and you're really in that energetic flow, in that openness to all possibilities, you'll find that your spirit animals or your totems or your spirit guides begin to appear. I've seen this happen time and time again with my students, especially when they partner up with their soulmate or their twin flame. They find that the third element in their relationship, the, the channel opens and their intuitive faculties are not only on fire and they start seeing signs of alignment left, right and center, but they also start to work with this ancient wisdom that shows up from this collective consciousness of knowledge. Now, if you're not sure about what spirit guides are and how they operate through us. I wrote a blog post on sarahpratt.com. So just type into the search bar spirit guides. Also, if you're a member of the Manifesting Academy, I have an entire lesson dedicated to cultivating that awareness and that connection with your spirit guides. And a lot of my students have reported some incredible messages that have flowed through. Now, for some of you, that might sound a little bit wackadoodle, and I tend to agree with you. So just be careful who you share this information with. I'm a little bit cautious and a little bit guarded, but I believe at a very core level that we all have access to this infinite flow of wisdom that can come through us. And we see this in society. We see this through beautiful music that is composed. That's a form of channeling. We see it through gifted surgeons that can perform heart surgery on newborn babies. We see it through art and poetry and movement and dance. These are all incredibly created 
creative and flowing ways that the universe works through us. Now, I want you to hear that again. The universe works through you. The universe flows through you. And when you remember this and you play with that energy, this is where it gets really fun because you realize that the universe is wanting to present you with these clues, these little divine winks that it's there for you as this infinite support system, this mutual support system that's there as long as you trust and you believe and you have faith. Some people prefer to connect to spirit through animals or animal totems. I know people that have great affinity to tigers or owls or hummingbirds. So for instance, when I was pregnant with Lulu and it was the night before I was scheduled to have an elective C-section, I was swimming in the pool. It was March, but it was really hot because in Australia, that's the summertime. And well, actually, it's early autumn or fall for my American friends, but it was still really hot because I lived in a tropical location. So I took a swim and Sean and I were sitting outside and there was this huge owl sitting on the power line just staring at us. And it was almost like it was it was bearing witness to the birth that was going to take place. So I don't know whether that's, you know, kind of a little bit too heady or that we were looking into it, but there was a massive owl on the fence the night before I gave birth to Lulu and that hadn't been there before. I remember also seeing lots of blue butterflies everywhere leading up to the time that I gave birth to Lulu. So many times our little animal friends and animal creatures and their spirit wisdom comes through. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be in physical form. You might see a symbol of a butterfly that means something to you, or you might find a feather, or you might see something that reminds you of a connection to the earth. And this is where, again, it's all about strengthening that intuitive faculty and leaning into the discernment and seeing whether it actually means anything or whether you're just trying to comfort your mind. So it's a great opportunity to remember that you have the power to attach meaning to anything that your heart desires. Number four is quite possibly my absolute favorite sign of alignment and one that for me personally, I couldn't have made up even if I tried. This is something that as much as I'd love my reticular activating system to look for it all the time, it's highly unlikely that I would see it. And that is that one of the seven signs that the law of attraction is working for you, which translated means that your energy is high vibing and that the universe is communicating with you at a really beautiful level is the phenomena, well not phenomena because it happens a lot all over the world, of rainbows. And rainbows are such a beautiful occurrence. For me personally, and I love I love sharing stories like this because for me it's a powerful reminder that these are beautiful signs of alignment. So on the day that Sean and I met so remember I told you he flew out for 11 days from Los Angeles to come and stay with me at the beach in Noosa in Australia. There was a rainbow. There was a rainbow arched over the road and over the ocean. It was such a beautiful sign of alignment for us. And then on the day that we got engaged, we woke up in the morning and I remember opening up the hotel curtains and looking out the window and yelling, rainbow! And it was such, again, a beautiful sign of alignment that we woke up as an engaged couple and the universe, it was just this beautiful divine wink. I can't explain it. To me, it's a very personal experience knowing that the rainbow's there. 
And so after uh, we've started businesses and rainbows have appeared, and here's a really interesting example to consider. So for those of you that don't know my story, after Sean and I got married, actually a week before Sean and I got married, I was pregnant and it was unplanned and I lost that baby just before the wedding. And then I went on to have four more miscarriages and this happened over a 10 month period. So my body felt so broken and I felt like the universe had abandoned me. And um, sure enough, after so much trying, Sean and I decided to move states. So we moved back down to Melbourne for a little while where I grew up and then we moved back up to Noosa where we originally started our love story. And on the day that I was going to give birth to Lulu, I thought I would see a rainbow. It was a scheduled elective C-section. And on the way to the hospital, I looked everywhere. I was, you know, I was trying to attach meaning. I'm thinking, this is one of the most significant days. I want to find the rainbow. I want to find the rainbow. Sure enough, it didn't happen. It didn't appear. So that is, again, another great example of attaching meaning to things and then looking for it. And then it really dilutes the message. It dilutes the connection that you have to the universe because it really misses the whole point. It's about surrendering and then being present to that moment. And so what I've found is these significant moments that have happened in my life, when I'm fully present with them and I'm fully engaged, that's when the rainbows show up as that beautiful divine wink. So fast forward, probably around, oh gosh, it was maybe 13 months. Yeah, it would be at 13 months. Um, Lulu was about 13 months at the time. And Sean and I had kind of decided to try for a second baby. It took so much for us to get to that point where we were open to trying for another child because of all of the physical difficulties that we went through in order to get Lulu. And I mean, I haven't even told you guys that when I was delivering Lulu after she was born, the anesthetic wore off and I went into shock and I actually had a near death experience. So that's a podcast for another day for sure. But I was so terrified of getting pregnant again because I thought, oh gosh, I've been told by doctors that it's medically impossible for me to carry a baby to full term. I've got this genetic mutation called MTHFR and it's apparently messes with my hormones and my ability to process folate. You know, these are, these are all just theories back then because there was actually no medical reason why I kept losing these babies. And so it was really crazy that we kind of were trying, but not trying. And I just had this inspired idea to try a pregnancy test because, you know, it's the first skipped period or whatever. I think it was only like a day or two late and I did the pregnancy test and it was positive. <laughs> I thought, oh, here we go again. I'm probably going to lose this baby. I mean, this is a conversation about uncertainty that I'd love to offer as another podcast. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and also remind me that you'd like me to do a podcast specifically on the theme of uncertainty, because I know so many of you will find tremendous value in that. So I told Sean that I was pregnant and we both kind of were in a bit of shock. You know, like we knew that it's just taking one day at a time and not to get too attached because more than likely I was going to lose that baby. And we went out for dinner that night to celebrate and to tell the kids, my other kids. So I've got four children in total now. So just spoiler alert, the baby worked out. But on the day that I told Sean that I was pregnant, there was a rainbow, a freaking rainbow. We hadn't seen a rainbow in months. 
And the news of this pregnancy came with it a beautiful rainbow, a beautiful sign of alignment, perhaps even a sign from the universe saying, hey, Sarah, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Because I'm sure you could imagine I was so afraid. I was so afraid that my body couldn't go through what it had been through before. And so nine months later passed and I was booked in to have my very first American baby in an American hospital, which cost a fortune. (laughs) That's a story for another day. And I went into spontaneous labor at 37 weeks. We drove to the hospital there was a rainbow over the road. The rainbows were around all day on the day that my baby was born. I wasn't looking for them. I didn't know that they were going to give me an emergency C-section, but the rainbow was there. And I, I just fill up with so much gratitude and, and tears of remembering the power that is guiding us, that is looking after us, that is individually and uniquely supporting you. So I want you to remember that, that the universe is there to to guide you and to love you unconditionally. And for me, on these significant days of my life, beautiful rainbows have shown up as a wonderful, sublime gift. Number five in the seven signs that the law of attraction is working for you is that you might start to find money. Or you might start to notice that abundance is flowing into your reality a lot faster. And I've seen this happen time and time again that people think that money perhaps is the root of all evil and it's the beliefs that really hold them back from generating that energy of prosperity. Because remember that attention and energy are a very important co-creating currency to work with. And so when you release those beliefs and when you start to feel good about abundance and about money and prosperity, then it starts to flow and it starts to show up and support you. It first might begin as a little trickle, depending on what your intentions are, and then it can flow into a prosperity tsunami. So whether you find a penny or a five cent piece, make sure you take the time to not only bend down and pick it up, but say thank you to the universe for this gesture of prosperity. It will always help you to attract more being grateful for the point that you're at right now. But what I know for sure is that when you're looking for those signs of alignment, or actually I'll, I'll correct myself with that one. When you're allowing yourself to flow with the energy of limitless possibilities and you're being present with the process, you start to notice that money is a very, very interesting energetic exchange, and it flows in accordance to the amount of resistance that you place around it. Now, I really want you to think about that for a moment. So if you're feeling uh, upset or uptight or fearful around the theme of money, then you're actually blocking the flow. So I really want you to start feeling grateful for whatever shows up in your reality, because ultimately that's a beautiful sign of alignment that the universe is inviting you to build that momentum and co-create together. Number six is such a beautiful sign of alignment and something that I know could feel like a luxury for many of you out there, especially if you're new parents and have small children. And that is that when you're in the flow of consciously conspiring with the universe to create your own reality and you're doing this deep spiritual work, you'll notice that your sleep is more restful and your dreams are deeper. And as you relax into trusting the universe, you fully allow yourself to relax and your dreams become more vibrant, 
peaceful and real. So you wake up feeling refreshed and your subconscious mind loves that you're taking care of it because it means that you're choosing love over fear and therefore less stress, less anxiety and less concern. And they don't tend to show up and manifest in your dream space. So what you need to remember is that your dreams, I like to call them your nightly guru. They give you clues as to what you're in the process of manifesting. And sometimes they can be taken literally and other times they can be intuitive messages of things that are in the process of manifesting. And sometimes they can mean absolutely nothing. But what you need to pay attention to is the quality of rest that you're having. And I can guarantee you that the more that you meditate and that you take time to connect to the divine within, you'll notice that there'll be a new layer of surrender and a new layer of relaxation that appears in order to serve you the best. Number seven is that synchronicities will accelerate. So this is an extremely exciting time for you. And I hope that when you finish listening to this podcast, you might share it with your friends so that they can join this journey with you. And you'll also remember that life shows up in proportion to the bravery that you show and the amount of things that you say yes to. So often we love to stay in our comfort zones and not venture out into new spaces or new experiences. So the more you say yes, the more you're showing the universe that you're ready to take your life to the next level. So with number seven, with it being all about synchronicity accelerating, you'll notice that if you're in the flow and you're open to this, you'll start to meet new people that will help you on your path. You'll also attract the right resources and the right events that will unfold, and it will help you to see the next steps that are in front of you. The best thing that you can do, as I mentioned, is to say yes to new opportunities in life and the adventures that you're presented with, because you'll notice that the more flow that you get into with this stuff, the more amazing miracles will unfold and it'll give you proof, not that you need it, that this manifesting stuff really works. So that's it, my friends, the seven signs that the law of attraction is working for you. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today and you'll consider deeply consider all of the seven signs that I've mentioned today and even let me know some of your own as well because I love being tagged in your social media posts if you want to comment on this podcast on the show notes or even if you just want to leave a review and let me know how much you enjoyed this podcast I would really appreciate it and if you're interested in taking your manifesting journey to the next level then I'd highly encourage you to join the Manifesting Academy. The Manifesting Academy is the world's best online training ground for lovers of the law of attraction and spirituality. It teaches you how to play with the energy of the universe to create the life of your wildest dreams. You'll also gain exclusive access to our incredible Soul Tribe community of like-minded kindred spirits to help support you on your journey. Go to manifestingacademy.com for all of the information. I also want to take the time to thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I truly appreciate it. And I can't wait until the next time we can connect again to share more insights and wisdom about how to create your goals, dreams, wishes, and desires. Until then, I wish you so much abundance and prosperity and joy. Lots of love. Bye for now.